Hello and welcome to the IABC Ottawa podcast, The Voice. Ottawa is one of the International Association of Business Communicators' largest chapters in the world, and we are pleased to bring you a podcast that covers everything from marketing, strategy, social media, crisis comms, public affairs, and whatever else is relevant to communicators. I'm your host, Sherry Ask. Welcome to The Voice, episode 136, all about getting your start in communications. So if you are an early career professional or about to start a new job or switch into a different kind of communications role, this episode is for you. And I am joined for today's interview by two guests. The first is Erica Principe. Erica is a volunteer with IABC Ottawa, but the reason she is joining us today is that she is super passionate about what it takes to get your start in communications. Erica recently graduated from the Public Relations Program at Algonquin College and is now a full-time marketing and communications officer at the Telfer School of Management. And she is also just one semester away from completing her honors Bachelor of Arts with a specialization in public relations. Erica, thank you for taking the time to join us and welcome to The Voice. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me. And also joining me today is Karen Cavanaugh. Karen is the professor and the program coordinator for the Advertising and Marketing Communications Management Program, as well as the Bachelor of Digital Marketing Communications at Algonquin College. Karen has over 15 years experience working in the advertising and marketing industry in both Toronto and Ottawa. Her career has been primarily on the business side of advertising, working in both account planning, digital marketing, and media planning roles. Karen, welcome to The Voice. Glad to be here, Sherry. And um, Erica, I'm going to start with you. I'm excited to get both of your perspectives on this topic, getting your start in communications. Uh, but Erica, as you're sort of in the moment right now experiencing this, can you tell us a bit about what your experience has been like as an early career professional for the last two and a half years or so, and, and maybe uh, focus in on what a challenging part of it was? Sure. This is a great question. It's been a little wild, actually. As you mentioned, I graduated in 2018 from Algonquin College, and then I transferred to U Ottawa for the remainder of my degree. So um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Algonquin PR, there is an internship at the end of your program, and sometimes you get bridged in from your internship, and other times you um, finish the four months and you take on a new role if you can. Um, so for me, I, I decided to only stay the four months and then uh, explore further what would what I liked in marketing communications. So it's been wild because I've taken on many different roles, uh, rooted some in marketing and communications and others that were more, I would say, communications adjacent, all on purpose. Um, uh, we'll get into that more later. But essentially, I fell into my role about two years ago, two and a half years ago with the Telfer School of Management. And I've been there ever since. It's been kind of a weird transition because I always thought I would have my first role, my first full-time role after I after I would graduate. But as you heard Sherry say, I am one semester away from my undergrad. So it's uh, I'm still doing both at once. And it's just been a, a challenge pivoting my mindset and coming to terms with the fact that how I saw my career journey going is now a little bit different. 
that makes a lot of sense and is is probably what uh, many people experience where they they set out thinking one thing and it ends up being different than what they expected. Karen, listening to Erica, does that relate with the experiences you see your students having right now? Yeah, it sure does relate. Uh, it is a transition, just like Erica said. So considering more students are working part-time during their studies and many within industry, the transition can be easier for some. But no matter how much applied work, integrated learning, or even part-time work, it's still a big change. Mostly, though, they're excited. They're excited for this change. They're excited to have their first role. The desire to find their first job is real. Uh, and the transition is difficult because it's translating that confidence they have in school uh, and having them maintain it as they search for their first job and take it into their first job. Is I, I know some people are lucky like Erica and they, they have an opportunity. Is one of the challenges finding work right now or are, are there opportunities out there mm. because the industry is changing so much? It's interesting how many roles there are available right now. I'm sent roles almost every couple of days for part-time or full-time work for current students or junior or entry-level roles. And some of them we post for our field work or co-op job boards, but some of them I post to the alumni group on LinkedIn. Uh, and they're all looking for ones that are kind of the new digital, the new uh, tech and tools type roles that are in this space, uh, mostly in the social media or the content marketing or the digital marketing type space. So it's very, very interesting to see the switch. And it's also looks like they're filling a gap with the new graduates coming up through um, the educational environments and all the applied learning and tech and tools and, and things they're learning within the specialized degrees and uh, advanced diplomas that the students are coming out of. Erica, were the opportunities that you were interested in pursuing with your, your first degree, did you feel like you had the skills to go after them or is that part of why you, you sought more education? I definitely think that the education I got at Algonquin did prepare me for my first role. Um, the applicable skills I learned are still to this day invaluable to any role that I take on. Um, I sought more education really for a traditional reason. I, I've always wanted an undergraduate degree, and I think for a lot of students, um, there's still kind of a debate between should I go more applied or should I go more theoretical? And luckily for me, I, I picked a, a, a degree that gave me both. So I didn't necessarily seek out more education because I felt unequipped, but more so to attain a goal that I had always wanted for myself growing up, which was to, to graduate in high, within higher education. You mentioned briefly, um, you know, the skills you got were invaluable, those you're still using today. What were some of those skills? I think in any degree that you take, in any type of education, you usually learn some really strong writing skills. Um, writing skills, I would say, um, critical thinking skills, just the ability to be agile and pivot because you learn through your group work or you learn through the assignments that you produce. I don't necessarily think that, the, I think those serve as good fundamentals when you join the workforce because then you can kind of apply those in a more practical lens. So you have the, let's say, the foundations of those skills, but then you take them to your role and you refine them so that they best fit you to do your job at the at the time. Yeah, for sure. 
And Karen, I imagine some of those skills resonate with what you teach as well. What advice um, do you give to people who are about to start a comms career? Like Erica's a few, like at least she's in the door already, but for the people just starting out, what advice are you giving them? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it's a, it is a mind shift. So um, we give them a lot of tips and practical uh, steps in, in uh, finding their first job, especially in their last year of their program. Uh, but we do recommend that they do their research before they apply to a job so they can so they can match what they've learned in school with what could be on the application and do their research in the company or the corporation they want to work in or the role that they're hoping to interview for before they get in the door for that interview. So they want to keep about an eye on where they want to be uh, in terms of the role and the organization. And, uh, you know, that confidence, again, is very key. You know, keep the confidence up from from the successes you had as a student. The students, and in, uh, I know Erica had this because I know that PR program very well. All these, all the programs at Algonquin have a, especially in the, in the media department, have a lot of applied learning with, uh, with client-led projects or field work or business unit classes or projects where um, they produce an event uh, that actually is outward facing and is, uh, is seen by the industry and not just internally at the college. So they they have to understand that the the learning that learning that they had at the college or at the post secondary institution are relevant to their future job. So in their program, they're actually learning foundational terminology, the industry processes and be- best practices, the tools and technology, but they're also applying those in class class projects, client projects, or business unit groups, or field works, or co-ops, and they're doing this systematically over time on a progressive level of expectation. Um, And during this time, we also have an eye on how they can develop their soft skills or their critical thinking skills. So as Erica said, uh, having clear communication, writing skills and communication skills is at the forefront of what we do, obviously. Uh, But they have to have confidence in their own presenting skills and respect for diverse opinions and and an eye on being able to take uh, constructive uh, feedback and and learn from that and um, develop their own um, independent learning skills and learning skills within groups and be open for change um, because that's what the industry, especially our industry, is known for, always change, always looking for what's next. So we push them not to discount what they've learned in school and see that as their one or two years experience as an entry level job, as all these as all these jobs tend to have on their applications, because they have worked in school, not just in field work or co-op, but in all these in all these practices, uh, practical um, projects. So it's important to know that they can sell themselves and uh, be confident in those interviews um, or in that's those series of interviews before they get that first job. Yeah, I think all of that is really important advice. Something you said um, as you were talking about the different skills and knowing the soft skills made me think um, today, if you're getting your start in communications, how much of what you need is soft skills, communication skills, critical thinking skills, and how much of it is today technical and digital, especially for those high tech marketing roles? It's almost equal. Um your knowledge about the industry and the technology is is core in what you have to do in terms of your output but being able to communicate what you're doing 
being able to uh, get buy-in within the organization, being able to get get uh, along with your team because you are working in teams or with clients. Uh, you can't have one without the other in terms of being successful. Yeah, for sure. And Erica, I want to ask you as well for what your advice would be for someone starting out in the comms um, or marketing industry right now. But do you have a reaction to that as well? Is that what you found? Yeah, I completely agree with uh, Karen. She really she really nailed it uh, with her points. I think number one for anyone starting any role is always keep learning and always keep the willingness to learn. I think especially for marketing communication, as uh, Karen mentioned, it's such a fast growing and evolving field and it's important to always grow and refine your your skill set um, if you don't know how to do something but you want to learn find an outlet where you can learn so like for me it was joining IABC and volunteering I volunteer with IABC I volunteer with other organization and I always take on tasks that I don't get to work on in my day-to-day -day so that I can feel more well-rounded as a professional I would also say, and this also speaks to Karen's point actually, is to shift your mindset when it comes to confidence. I think the biggest thing I struggled with when I when I had my first position was just feeling like I deserved it, like I had earned it. Um, and I think one day I just woke up and I realized that it's okay that I don't know how to do something. And I realized that I didn't get my role because I'm the best at what I do. And that's okay. And I think a lot of people need to understand that. We're, we're early in our careers. We probably aren't the best. Maybe one day we will be the best, but at this point, we're not specialists, right? So I look at it, I start to look at it as I earned my role because I had a strong, I had strong fundamental skills that enabled me to do the job that I sought out um, and to serve my organization. And if I didn't know how to do something, if I don't have those skills, that I will work hard and I'm willing to learn new skills or refine existing skills to do to be better at what I do. And once I started looking at it like that, my confidence grew and I saw the value that I bring to a team. So I think that would be my my biggest piece of advice for anyone struggling with the confidence to break into a communications or marketing field or even just the confidence to apply to a role that you may feel that you're not qualified for. Yeah, I think that's good advice for people at, at almost any stage in, in their career, Erica. Um, love that answer to some there, there's so much there that I, I think people can latch on to specifically like, you know, feeling like you don't um, fit, like uh, that, that feeling of imposter syndrome, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at when you're in a role and you're like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this and reminding yourself that that's like whatever it is you're getting your start in. You know, you weren't hired necessarily because you could do absolutely everything you were hired because they saw the the potential in you and the ability to learn. So, yeah, I love that answer. Um Erica, I did want to ask you, um, what is the best part of being an early career professional um, in comms right now? And it might be a, a tough, a tough question to answer. I know there's been COVID and and everything else affecting the start of your career and and your ongoing education. But if you had to name something, what would the best part be? Oh, I love this question. Uh, I think now more than ever, we're seeing how dynamic of a field marketing and communication is. It's, it's always evolving, it's changing at a fast pace. And with the pandemic, we're seeing that go a lot quicker, especially when we look at social media, uh, which is such a huge function in communication. Just like we saw the boom of TikTok in the span of two years and uh, early professionals having to master a new social media. Uh, I think what we're also seeing, and I, I think Karen mentioned this in one of her points, was that a lot more early communications professionals are 
getting to take on these more technical roles where we're getting to dive deep in a lot of um, a lot of fun functions of marketing and comms like content creation, um, graphic design, like website maintenance, like things that we get to to tackle in our day to days. Um, at least that's what I've seen from my experience. Um, I've never had a role where I didn't feel like I was contributing to my team's um, mission. And when you get to work in on in those when you get to work on more technical roles, you really get to refine and gain some great skills that you will be able to take on to your future roles. So you're getting the opportunity to really grow and refine these these skills. And I guess some of them would be like your social media skills, your writing skills, your your just your your ability to see things at a higher level. And probably the biggest soft skill I've learned through having these more technical roles is having that instinct and knowing when something you're producing is high quality, which I believe is the most invaluable skill to to learn early on. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Karen, I want to come back over to you. A, did you want to react at all to anything that Erica had to say about, you know, that that awesome advice? And B, would you say or what would you say is is the best part for early career professionals right now in comms and digital marketing, et cetera? Yeah, what Erica said was uh, bang on. I hear that all the time from our graduates or our, our, our junior junior industry professionals that are out there, uh, you know, killing it. So uh, it all sounds uh, very familiar to me. And I think uh, the most excitement I see from from new students that are in their field work or their first jobs is they get excited because they're, you know, soaking it all in and they're and they're learning from the professionals that are beside them. But they also realize that they do know a lot. So uh, what they've learned in school gave them a great foundational um, learning for where they are now and how they applied it in school helped them. Um, get a step ahead and adapt quickly to whichever type of type of tool or environment or system that uh, that organization they're in right now is using because we all know that um, every system has a different every every organization has a different system <laughs> so uh, but all the foundations are the same so all the all the foundational elements are the same so they're able to apply and adapt very quickly and seeing their work out there consistently, um, whether they're working at a an ad agency or a PR comm shop or something, some other uh, support uh, company, or working directly in a marketing department for uh, for a, a, a specific brand, they get the joy of seeing what they output out there, output and what they produce, and the and the professional work that they that they uh, they finish out there in the real world, and it it out there consistently. So not just seeing it once, but seeing it, seeing a progression of work um, over the time. And I mean, getting paid is a good thing. So <laughs> they love that too. The confidence is real. When they when they uh, realize that, hey, people are paying me, I'm doing good work, I'm a, I'm a uh, professional. And I really see it when uh, students contact me or we're checking in on them or, or whatnot. Um, and they and they asked to actually come back and and uh, give advice to the new students or you know pass on entry level jobs themselves because they're moving on from their entry level jobs so they want us to post it for the next graduating class so it's uh, really rewarding. Yeah, uh, I think that it's such a positive um, outlook on it that there are those opportunities there um, that the 
you know, early career professionals are skilled. Um, something that I think you both touched on that resonates uh, is just that, you know, when you're you're coming out of a program like Algonquin's um, or, you know, you're just getting an undergrad, you sometimes have skills, especially on the technical side, that people who have been in an organization for 30 years may not have, right? Um, so you you're, you can teach um, your organization something too, um, if you have the opportunity. So it's just, just a really positive um, um, outlook for right now. Is, is there anything else that either of you would like to add or anything I should have asked? Yeah, I do have something to say. I just want to say, never discount the passion and professionalism of a new grad or a junior hire. They can make a big difference. And if any company out there wants to benefit from a fieldwork student or a co-op student, uh, please contact me. That's a great point to end on. Mm-hmm. Erica, anything to add? I, I think it's really important to leverage your your school's student employment programs. I had a lot of my opportunities come up just from finding them through the job boards through Algonquin or UOttawa. So if you go to Algonquin, that would be Access or CSIP. If you go to UOttawa, that's your work study. I gained a lot of those soft skills and those fundamental skills that we mentioned throughout this through the roles that I took on through the university. And I think when you work for an institution that promotes higher education, they really try to give students opportunities where they can grow and learn and and where they can feel more confident. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for coming on and and sharing your insights. I think people are really going to appreciate um, the ideas and advice uh, that you guys both shared. And uh, Erica, best of luck uh, with the next part of your uh, early career. Um, and uh, Karen, Thank you for sharing your time and insights, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon through some capacity with the the IABC community. That would be great. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Sherry. I really hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Karen and Erica. I know that this is normally where you would hear the lightning round, but before we go on, I wanted to let you know that you'll actually be hearing from Erica again this episode. And that is because Erica was the volunteer of the month in January, and we actually recorded a lightning round segment together more than a month ago. Now, we weren't able to publish that in February as we had planned, so instead you're going to hear it now. And it's a great segment. You'll get to hear more about what Erica does with IABC and more about her career. So in fact, it ends up complementing the interview that you just heard really well. Just know that it was recorded earlier in the year and you will hear us mention things like skating on the Rideau Canal. I hope you enjoy it. And now it's time for the lightning round. This is the part of the show where we feature an IABC Ottawa member or volunteer and ask them to answer a set of rapid fire questions about their career interests, life interests, all of that fun stuff. And this month, I am thrilled to reintroduce to you Erica Princip, who was the Volunteer of the Month for January. Erica, thank you for joining me and welcome back to The Voice. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me back. Um, You were actually on, for people who don't know, uh, last March. And if people want to listen to that, it was episode 128 about strategic communications in uncertain times. And people may not know this, but at the time you actually suggested to me a topic for a future episode, which was to do something um, that would offer students uh, graduating during the pandemic advice. 
And that ended up becoming our April episode. So Erica, you are a huge contributor to the podcast. It's, it's great to have you back. What is new with you? Uh, are you working? Are you studying? So I'm kind of a double agent right now because I do work full time. I have my nine to five. I'm a marketing officer at the Telfer School of Management at U Ottawa, but I'm also a student at U Ottawa. So I'm finishing up my undergrad part time. So I'm, uh, I do both. So you're not busy at all. Yeah, I have all the free time in the world. I will take any more work that you'd like to provide me, please. Um, but on that note, you're also volunteering. You're volunteer of the month. And can you tell us about some of the volunteer work that you've been doing recently? Because I'm also aware, I think you've actually just taken on new volunteer roles given all your like extensive free time. So tell us about that. I have, I have. So um, I work on the website portfolio. I am the director of content management and website analytics. So essentially I, I maintain the website and I just took on a new role with the membership team. So I'll be writing their member profiles from, from now on. In your free time. In, in my free time, yes, while okay. I'm also reading papers and studying. Well, we love having you at IBC Ottawa. Thank you for all of the great work that you have been doing. And are you ready for this month's questions? I'm so ready. Okay, uh, let's do it. Erica, what is an IABC event, resource, article, or meetup that you have enjoyed recently and why? Oh, good question. Um, I'm not sure if it's applicable because it's not recent, but I, I have to give a shout out to it. Uh, last year around this time, I did the mentorship program and I believe the deadline is coming up because I'm pretty sure I, I applied in January. And I remember going back and forth whether or not I had the bandwidth to take it on because, as you know, I, I have so much free time. But I've always wanted a mentor because I'm pretty early on in my career. So thankfully, Ali, who is now the president of IABC Ottawa, convinced me to participate. And I have to say it was it was a really great experience for me specifically is because I was matched with someone who had a completely diverse skill set from what I currently work work with with comms and marketing. So I just learned so much from our conversations and also was exposed to such different functions of communications, functions that I had never even heard of and uh, that I've never touched or, or experienced. So it was just a great opportunity to like learn more about comms and also get general life experience too, life, life experience, life advice about being a female professional in any workplace. So I recommend that, it was amazing. And I'm actually might join again this year, but as you said, don't know if I could take it on, but it's just, it's a really good opportunity. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love that as an example. It's such a great program. Um, it really gives like one on one time. Um, you learn so much um, from the person about mm -hmm. yourself. It's like a two way exchange of information. So great. So glad you brought that up. Uh, what is something you find useful for coping with stress at work? And I'm going to add or school to this. Mm. I would say learn how to anchor yourself by checking in on you. I know it's very vague. But these are really stressful times. And if you could find something that is a stress relief and that brings you even a few moments of joy and peace, make those moments part of your routine. So, for example, for, for me, for my work day, so by nine to five, you get, you get, I get a one hour lunch break. I've really made it a point to step outside. I know racing the cold may, may be more stress inducing than stress relief, but I've really found the physical removal of my space and stepping outside, going either for a walk with someone or popping in my AirPods and listening to three to five songs 
And just looking up at the sky and walking has just been a really great disconnect. And sometimes you need that when you are feeling really overwhelmed or stressed with with things that you know you have to do, things you know you have to get done. So just the ability to close your mind off and relax is something that I've I've really found helpful. But like I said, if embracing the cold is a bit too stressful, I've really taken up reading, reading a couple of pages of something has really helped with that disconnect as well. And I've been on a major, major hot chocolate kick. So if you like something sweet, I mean, chocolate brings joy, right? That's that's the, the equation. Chocolate equals happiness. So if you can take the time to just step away from your desk and make that tasty hot chocolate and then sip it throughout your day, I find it's also good at helping with stress. Absolutely. Uh, if I'm hearing that correctly, step away, read a few pages of a book, get yourself a hot chocolate. Like three-step yeah. solution to de-stress. I love it. <laughs> yeah, three-step three step and a long-winded answer. That's perfect. What was your first job, Erica? My first ever job or my first office job? Whichever you would like to answer or both. So my first ever job I was at a fine food shop in Montreal. It's called Cavallaro. I'm pretty sure it still exists. I I love this. I love this story because there's so much irony involved. But basically, our specialty was cheeses and cold cuts. And I don't like cheese. Like, I'm very indifferent about cheese. So anyone on the podcast, please don't come for me. But a big part of my job was suggesting cheeses and recommending cheeses to, to customers and the answers I would give, my colleagues would just laugh at me because they knew that I had no idea what I was talking about. But that's the quality of a, of a great marketing person is sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. So that's one skill I learned in that job because I truly faked it. That's an amazing story. I love how you tied it into like today in communications and marketing too. And you're like, and now I sometimes still have to use this skill, you know, like you just, you got to put on your expert pants and, Mm -hmm. and just sell it. You got to sell it. That's life advice right there. I love it. I love it. Erica, in addition to IABC Ottawa, what is another community group or charity in Ottawa that you wish more people knew about? Well, I'm definitely biased because I sit on the board for Ottawa Italian Week. Oh, so very cool. if you're and I'm an Italian Canadian third generation, I'm super passionate about my culture and just sharing it with with Canadians. So if you're really into Italian culture, we organize a 10 day festival that happens in June that happens all across Ottawa, but specifically on Preston Street in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. And basically we showcase different elements of Italian culture through events and through uh, master classes. It's, it's really fun. So I I definitely think you should check it out. Again, totally biased, but it's so much fun. Um, I also really like Creative Mornings and WCT. They're just, they just share really similar values to IBC Ottawa. So I love their events. And I think if you're a marketing and comms person, or if you do any, any type of creative work, that's, that's definitely my go-to as well. And Erica, last question. What is one thing you're looking forward to this winter? Well, I always say this every year since I've moved to Ottawa, but I don't know how to skate. And I swear every year I live here, I say I'm going to learn how to skate. But this year I'm most looking forward to it because I've actually enlisted some friends. I've volunteered people to teach me the ropes on how to become a basic skater. And if I can walk away with some skating skills, I'll be really happy this winter. That is a great goal for this winter. 
Erica, thank you so much for coming back on The Voice for some rapid fire questions with us. It's always great having you. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll be back again next season. Thanks for having me. It's always a great time. And that is it for this episode of IEBC Ottawa's The Voice. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it and send us a review or feedback. You can reach IABC Ottawa on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at IABC Ottawa, as well as on LinkedIn. You can check out our social and website at ottawa.iabc.com for info on all IABC Ottawa networking, professional development events, future meetups, and more. And while you are there, make sure you click on job line to find your next opportunity or the right communications professional to join your team. Finally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the IABC Ottawa newsletter so you can find out about each new podcast episode and so much more. I'm your host, Sherry Ask, and until next time, let the music play. <laughs>